waiting for. Make Let's go. We ain't got all day, sweetheart. Black, please. Just grind it no up, cream. would you? Spark that shit. Light it. Hurry. What are you waiting Look, for? It doesn't take a scientist to make coffee. For your <sighs> fucking coffee. Hurry. We're about to start. Welcome, Welcome to, to the Cushion Coffee, coffee show. show. It's the fucking Cushion Coffee podcast. And our bodies return to the elements of the earth into the resurrection. This is the resurrection. I'm back alive, motherfucker. I kill them all with no disguise, yeah. Look me in my eyes, yeah. I'm back alive, yeah. I'm back alive, yeah. Man, what's up with you, man? This is your boy Jay Banner with the Cushion Coffee Podcast, man. Today we got my man Old Mob in the fucking building, man. Say what up, man. Say what up. Yeah, what's good? Outfit in this motherfucker. What's happening? Give you a little glimpse of what's going on. I just, that's a little taste of his new music he got going on. So how you been, man? How you living? Man, I'm good. I'm feeling great, man. It's beautiful. I'm blessed. God bless you, man. That's it. I appreciate it. You too, brother. How how, how you doing, man? What's going on in your world, in your life? Man, that's been moving fast-paced like a motherfucker for me lately, man. You know what I'm saying? You know, just making all this music, you know, doing all these tattoos, you know, just staying busy, making this money, you know what I'm saying? Trying to make this dream So tattooing, tattooing and rapping, that's where it's at for you for creating side and shit? Yeah, that's how it goes down. You know, I cut hair too as well, you know, but for the most part. He's a jack of all trades in the industry. Yeah, you got to You got to be talented. You got to You got to have something. Get a, get a haircut, get it tatted up, and a verse from this nigga Straight at the same up. time. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, so uh, man, s- explain to me, man, in the beginning, how this all come to, come about for you, bro? Well, shit, you know, I, I was born and raised in East Chicago, north side. Um, got two older brothers, you know what I'm saying? Grew up in, you know, kind of like a, a broken household, you know what I'm saying? Moms had a real toxic relationship, you know? So I never really stood in the crib like that. You know what I mean? I always was out in the hood, you know what I'm saying, riding around on my bikes, fucking with the niggas I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, just being exposed to a lot of elements in the streets out there in EC, out here in EC, and, uh, you know, just just grew up that way, you know, going towards the street. You know, I lost my pops at a young age, and uh, I had to find some type of uh, some type of platform, you know what I'm saying, to express myself and, and, and things like that, you know? So that's where a lot of, you know, the, the, the talent started growing from when I lost my pops because I was hurting and I had to find an outlet to, you know, release express it, myself release and release it, you know what I'm saying? Be out there. And, you know, so a lot of the times, man, I, I, I released it in a negative form, you know what I'm saying? Growing up in the streets, you know, joined a gang at a young age and you know, started how, how, living that like kind of life. Like how old were you when you joined? Ah, uh, it was 1999, man. So nice. I was like 17. Oh, that's not that young. 17. Nah, it was, it was pretty young. But it was, it, it was young enough to you dictate which which way your life is gonna go, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Pinnacle yeah. point. Yeah, I was definitely running the streets at a very young age, but my brothers, Me too, bro. my brothers was yeah, I was with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know my brothers was kings. You know what I'm saying? So they told everybody in the hood, nah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't happening. Yeah, you're, not, you're not gonna let him do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? So you know, by the time I was around 17, they couldn't whoop me no more. You know what I'm saying? So I did what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? You know, not to glorify any of that or nothing like that, but uh. You know, it's, it's, it's what made me who I am today. You know, all the struggles, all the obstacles and everything like that. That's what made me who I am today. Facts, bro. So, you know, I, I don't I don't shy away from it. You know, I, I don't glorify it. But at the same time, I you don't, don't shy hide away it. From it. Yeah. yeah. So, like, at the end of the day, man, your past is the reason why you're here. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. shit all happens for a reason. That's what I believe. Like every step of the way in life, man, 
that shit happens for a reason or a purpose. But we got to understand why it happened, especially yeah. when people cross our road, bro, or our path. There's a reason why that motherfucker came through your path. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. just by coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. And it's just a reason. You got to find reasons why these motherfuckers entered your life or crossed your path. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, though. But you got to understand and learn how to read people. That's why I think it's a, gir- a curse and a gift for me because every time I meet somebody, though, I'm, I'm like straight analyzing the motherfuckers. Yeah, like it's got it's kind of crazy. Like I I can tell the way you are just by the way you talk to me and carry yourself and the way you move around today. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, and my cousin that my cousin that hates it, dog. She's like, quit analyzing me all the time every day. Uh, <laughs> hey, the vibes be real though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? When you feel those vibes, that's a blessing, man. Because not everybody can actually pick up on, pick that, on that and that feel shit. those vibes. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean, so when you do and you realize you can, you know what I'm saying? Take it to that to that extent. You know what I'm saying? Use it for good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, so your so your brothers, bro. So like. When you were younger and shit, after you lost your pops, yeah. so did they, did they like try to teach you directions, or they just kind of took care of themselves and let yeah, you be your they, own they thing? They kind of took care of themselves, you know what I'm saying? Because one of them six years older, and the other one's nine years older than me. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So they they were out in the streets, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing, banging, doing whatever they doing. You know, I was kind of left on my own type shit to go, you know, fend for myself and hang out with the homies that I had in the hood. You know what I'm saying, running around and shit like that, man, and. You know, after a while, you know, I, I came across more people. You know what I'm saying? I met my brother Black, um, and he introduced me, you know, to his uncle once again because I knew JP yeah. when I was little. You know what I'm saying? Because they lived right across the street from us, you know, right around the corner. And he was out there with my brothers. He was a real good friend of my oldest brother. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, when I met Black, I started going to school with Black and shit like that, man, hanging around him a lot. He was like, hey, man, let's go to my uncle's house. So we went to his uncle's house, and I walk in, and it's JP, and he's looking at me like, oh, shit, little Olivo, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? You look just like Josh type shit, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? I was like, man, that's crazy. You know, after all these years, when we was, I was like first, second, and third grade, I lived right around the corner from them, and they were always out there, you know what I'm saying? And it was really never, I can't say it was too close of a bond with me and Black, because me and him used to beef over the corner lot over there on uh what is it bearing in 144th there's like a little yeah, empty yeah, yeah. there's a little empty grassway you know what i'm saying so i lived on 144th he lived on bearing and uh we used to want to fucking play football in that little you know what i'm saying the little the little, little grass yeah, lot yeah. and then him and his cousins would be over there and they'd be like in the way you know what i'm saying and we always trying to so we, we was like you know we used to beef over that little lot like the that little man. Corner fucking third lot. grade and shit you know what i'm saying but um Man, you know, after after everything, you know, came to came to be, you know what I mean? Like me and Black hung around a lot, all the time, every day. You know what I'm saying? I used to kick it at his crib, at his grandma's crib. Rest in peace, Grandma Sylvia. We used to kick it there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, we had smoke weed every day. You know what I'm saying? Be high as hell. And then next thing you know, my nigga started banging on his closet. His closet had a lot of bass in his closet, oh, so he um. He started, you know, banging on making it. We, yeah, making beats and shit like that. And we would freestyle and shit like that. So and at when, the age, how old were you at this point? Bro, Still 17 or 18? 16. 16? No, man, you know what? It was the seventh grade, bro. No shit. It was, I so was you're like 14, grade. 15? Yeah, so I was, we was at, you know, that young, you know what I mean? And we would do that shit, man. And, you know, going over to JP's crib, because he lived right across the street. We would... um. We would go across the street and he would bump music for us. You know what I'm saying? He was always playing the Dayton family. He would play Bone, Spice One, Tupac, you know what I'm saying? All of those shits, you know, and, and listening to that, you know what I'm saying? You know, that's where we kind of got an influence from, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, he heard us uh, freestyling and shit Locking like that. And he was like, hey, man, you guys are dope. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, we could do this. 
let's do this shit. You know what I mean? And we were like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, I'm about to put y'all on. We gonna, you know what I'm saying? We gonna start rapping. I got somebody that makes beats. We gonna start recording. Let's do an album. You know what I'm saying? We was like, oh shit, this about this to get like, real. Like 15, 16? Yeah, yeah. So shit started to get real. You know what I'm saying? And you know, he introduced us to that whole part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, once that once that kicked off, once that jumped off, man, it was like no looking back because then we met Coleon, and Coleon came over to JP's crib one day, man, and uh. Young Coley. Young Coley. You know, like fresh fresh from Jersey. Yeah, yeah. This is when he just came back. He came out here from Jersey. And, uh, you know, he was like, man, what's it, what y'all doing? I think we was recording at the time. And he was like, what y'all doing? I could rap. You know what I'm saying? So he started freestyling, bro, and, like, went on for, like, 45 straight minutes just rapping, bro. You know what I'm saying? Freestyling off the top of his head, spitting. And we was looking at each other like, yo, this nigga's cold. You know what I'm saying? So we got, you know, we got to get this nigga on the squad. <laughs> JP told him right away, hey, bro, check it out. You with us now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we the outfit. And that was JP's little, little cousin? No, nah, that's that, uh, Coleon. Yeah. Co- no, nah, Coley was just, you know, an associate. Of, you know what I'm JP's? saying? Of JP, yeah, because, you know, Coley always been a hustler. You know what I'm saying? Since since a shorty, yeah, he always yeah. been doing his thing. So, you know, um, you know, once once we heard him, you know, spitting like that, we was like, yeah, you with us now, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we started to lay the foundation of the outfit. You know what I mean? And then we came across my brother Chill. Chill lived in the hood at the yeah, time. I knew you Chill, know what I'm yeah. saying? And Chill lived in the hood and we 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 heard Chill rap one time and that brought a whole new element. Bro, he he had that us. he had like that that bone thugs and harmony flow. Yeah, you know that, what I'm saying? That that Chi-Town yeah. twister type shit. Yeah. That shit was fast paced and, and like he I saw I was like the only nigga I knew that could keep up with Bone Thugs and Harmony and rap with them niggas along. Oh, <laughs> He's still cold to this day too. He's still doing his thing. That's love. Shout and, out to uh, Chill. Yeah, my nigga. And he um, you know, once we heard Chill rap, you know what I mean? It brought a whole new element to us as well because he was a he was structured. He helped us learn how to make songs, you know what I'm saying, to stick to a certain subject and, you know, just basically craft a song from the beginning. So, like, these elements started coming out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you don't believe in coincidence. Everything yeah, happens for, for a reason. reason, bro. So we were all putting this path, you know, around the same time when we started working on our first album, our, our EP, Welcome to Indiana. And... um is that with the black cover with the with the with the like the, with bay, the Indiana the, like, sign, like the brass kind of leathering? Yeah, 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 with the Indiana sign on it, with the Welcome to Indiana sign, and um, one you know he came in and then we all you know what I'm saying spent days after days, week after week, month after month together, just vibing in the studio, catching the chemistry. You know what I'm saying? And this is like real life, bro. We lived this shit every single fucking day, bro. Between you know between getting kicked out of school, you know what I'm saying, and just riding around. You know, wilding out in the hood and shit like that. We always had the home as the studio. You know what I mean? And then uh, and JP Studios where? Well, I mean, where was it JP? Was, it was in the harbor off Parish. Oh no shit! Yeah, when he lived in it, when he lived off Parish across. Well, he had like a little room like this type shit. Yeah, well, shit. We used to do it in his living room, bro. Oh no like, shit! Like we used to set. We had a four track recorder with the mic and shit like that. We had set that shit up in the living room. You know what I'm saying? And he had. Uh, he knew Rich Lee. Rich Lee is the one that used to make our beats. You know what I'm saying? And he was singing on our choruses and shit like that. Real soulful, funky motherfucker, man. He was dope. He's he's cold with the shit. And, you know, Rich Lee will come over and make our beats, and we'll sit and vibe and create a song, you know what I'm saying, over there at the studio. Something. We moved it from the living room to the basement. He even built, a, like, a, a soundproof booth, you know, set the whole studio demonstration up in his basement, man. And, you know, we spent we spend countless hours and days in that motherfucker, you know, just just 
recording, creating music. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, is and and that's like a um, that was like a turning point in my life too. You know, saying that you know I grew up in the North Side and I was you know forced to go to the streets because I didn't really have too much of a stable household. And plus, you just lost your father. And, and shit, yeah, so. and I lost my pops. You know what I'm saying? So it was like it it was a real turning point in my life where I seen a lot of negativity before and a lot of you know unstable things in my life you know and he comes he, to this he brought that stability to my life you know what i'm saying and he brought us around and then you know he i would always be at his mom's house you know rest in peace grandma she um she had all the tradition all the culture all the values you know that that wasn't necessarily instilled in my life you, know you never saying? really experienced those. i never really had like a strong you know household to go to to see cultures and traditions and you know how people really grow up in yeah, East yeah. Chicago like that in these family households you know what I'm saying so that was an element you know introduced to my life then you know so when I seen that you know it was just like a, a big turning point in my life and then I had something positive to put my frustrations and my anger and you know what into. I mean my outlet and into you know what I'm saying so we did that man you know at the same time I was still running in the streets and acting a fool because once you caught up in that lifestyle, it's hard it's, to get out. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes part of your mentality. Kind of like, you know, brainwashed in a sense. Yeah. You know, so at the same time, it was also creating content for me to rap about shit as well, though. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of motherfuckers will make up stories in their raps. So oh, I, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, you hear a lot of that shit. They making up stories. Well, I really lived the life that I rapped. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like, okay, I got to go out and do some shit so I can rap about it type shit. You know what I mean? Being a, a young, dumb motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Just to go out there so you're just fucking incriminating yourself, basically. Isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, and it, and you know what was crazy is they ended up using my lyrics against me. In court? When I, when I got locked up. No yeah, shit. Yeah, they ended up using my lyrics against me. They got my CDs, all the music and shit like that printed out, every lyric, you know, put it in the transcripts and shit <laughs> like that, just painting a bad picture Pitcher. of me. So it would be easy to convince this jury that you did it, that I did it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, damn. Yeah. So, damn, that shit must have happened quick. Then, right after you start making music, then, huh? Oh yeah, most definitely. Like after the first, after the first EP, bro, I I was on some shit. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I got a little money in my pocket. And I was like, fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? We about to about to make this trip. So I ended up going to Texas and got like 77 pounds of weed and put it, you know, in a suitcase. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the car broke down on the highway. You uh, know what I'm saying? And the shit was crazy. I ended up getting on a fucking Greyhound. You know what I'm saying? And I got on, when, when I went into that Greyhound station, um, there was dogs and everything. It was like right after 9-11. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So there was dogs and security was crazy, bro. And when I walked in, I was like, oh shit, there's dogs in this motherfucker, yo. So I kind of got nervous, but I couldn't back out, you know what I'm saying? Because they seen me walk in with this uh, fucking suitcase, suitcase, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I dressed up like I was a basketball player and everything. Because, you know, when I was younger, I was tall and real skinny, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Looked like a little ball player. So, you know what I mean? I did that shit, man. I walked in and the dogs didn't hint on the luggage that I had, you know what I'm saying? So I went up to the desk. And being that it's like right after 9-11, the security was hiding. So I had to give her my ID and they had to tag my luggage with my name on it. You know what I'm saying? So when they tagged my, my luggage with my name on it, I was like, well, shit, it's all good. Them dogs didn't hit on my shit. You know what I'm saying? So I got on the fucking bus, you know what I'm saying? And I ended up going, you know, it was like 3 in the morning. We were passing North Little Rock, Arkansas, coming back up to Chicago. And uh, it was a checkpoint. There was cops everywhere, dogs everywhere. 
everything everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I walk out, you know, I, we pull in, I see fucking lights everywhere. I was like, oh shit, fuck. I should be cool. Them other dogs didn't hit on it. You know what I'm saying? Well, them dogs hinted on it. You know what I'm saying? Pulled it out, seen my name on the luggage. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting right by where they take the luggage off. Because I wanted to pee. So there, the cops were waiting at the next stop. Yeah, they were waiting at Are, the next stop yeah, already. already. Yeah, it was a checkpoint. It was a checkpoint. They do that shit there all the time, bro. Because when this shit happened, I'm looking. I see them pull my bag out. And I was like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? So I started ripping up my ticket, bro. You know what I'm saying? Trying to hide my ID and shit. When I was doing that, I wasn't really paying attention to my surroundings because I was too caught up with this adrenaline rush. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker tapped me on my shoulder and was like, hey, stop what you're doing. Show me his badge. And I was like, fuck it. I just kept ripping the fucking ticket up. And then he snatched me up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck. So he took me in. You know what I'm saying? They bring in the luggage. And they were like, who's is that? I was like, that ain't mine. Well, it got your name on it. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, nah, that ain't mine, man. It was like, well, do we have your permission to open it since, you know? I said, I told you it ain't mine. Ah, you can't open that. I don't know whose that is. You know, they might have got my, our luggage, you know, mixed exactly. up with something. You know what I'm saying? Because mine was blue. It was a red one, nigga. i never forget it. It was a red one. I was just like, nah, mine was blue, man. They might have, you know, mixed my shit up. And they were like, all right, well, whatever. Bam. They ended up calling a judge to get a warrant to open that motherfucker up. They opened it up. It was weed. You know what I'm saying? I got bopped off for that. You know what I'm saying? My brother JP bonded me out. He put his crib up and everything to bond me out. You know what I mean? So this is in Little Rock, Arkansas. You had to get bonded out. North Little Rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got. I went to North Little Rock jail, and uh, after a couple days, I got bonded out, and then uh, I came back to the crib. And you you took that change that you made from the music. Yeah, you took yeah, that, that was the, that, yeah, that was music Damn, money. Yeah, you, I was, I was trying like, to flip it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to put everybody on though. Yeah, right? I was trying. Everybody. I was trying to flip that shit. <laughs> I like, would been on the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, after that, you know what I'm saying? I got bonded out. I came back, and then that's when we started working on "Ain't Shit Gonna Change," our actual first album. You know, the, the EP "Welcome to Indiana," and the second one was "Ain't Shit Gonna Change." So we uh, started working on that motherfucker. You know what I mean? And uh. Shit, shit started to climb, climb, yeah, gain momentum big time. Cause then we started doing shows, and we started to see that everybody was, was loving this shit. You. They was rocking with us because we like the only Latino group about an EC at that yeah. point in time. You know what I'm saying? I think there was a couple of other dudes from the harbor that was Latino and rapping and shit. Rest in peace, Pinkster. He was dope. You know what I'm saying? But he got taken from us very early. You know, he didn't get to you know show everything that he yeah, had you know what i'm saying yeah. street life and shit like that but um so we was basically like the only latino group out here you know what i'm saying and we was rapping and spitting you know what i'm saying doing shows and shit like that and shit started to gain momentum while we were doing ain't shit gonna change and then we dropped another album bam we dropped that motherfucker and uh i ended up going to the joint because i was still fighting that case when i got caught with that weed i ended up going to the joint i did my time out there i think i did Two and a half years out there. And uh they had that prison life out there is something completely fucking different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see that there was a there was a show back in the day called Banging in Little Rock. They used to have that shit. Um, that shit was real. It was a lot of bloods and crips in that motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Cause I was down south. Yeah. Different than up here in the Midwest. That's being Latino, bro. That's mm-hmm. like that's like that's like 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 a like a black community, right? So that's all just them, basically. Yup, North Little Rock is wild as hell. So I went to the joint out there, man. Shit was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Did my time out there. I was, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb. Cause I'm Mexican, yeah. I, but I don't speak Spanish. Yeah, you're you a coconut, man. Yeah. There's a nigga Roman Torres called me up. He's in, he's in, uh, well, he worked with us. 
But uh, yeah. he used to call us fucking uh, he used to call me a coconut dog because I was brown on the outside and white on the end because yeah. I didn't speak Spanish. Didn't speak Spanish, so I stuck out like a sore thumb. You know, the Mexicans out there, they right. like Sudenos and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, they got the them fucking you know them paisa gangs out there and yeah, shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. So they um, they really didn't fuck with me because I don't speak Spanish. Don't speak Spanish you know what bro. I'm saying? The white dudes didn't fuck with me because I'm Mexican. The- you know what I'm saying? And the black dudes, you know, it was more of the ones that fucked with me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because while I was in there, you know, of course, you in the county, you rapping and shit like that, kicking it, trying to make the best of your time. So motherfuckers heard me, you know, in the joint rapping and shit like that. So a lot of the black dudes really is the ones that fucked with me, you know, and that, and that kind of like, you know, it grew from there. You know what I'm saying? And, and when I get out the joint, you know, I did my time out there. I got out the joint. You know what I mean? Outfit kept rocking, though, while you were locked yeah, up? Yeah, hell yeah, they kept rocking. It was going to, you know, big heights, you know what I'm saying? Because then they dropped the mixtape while I was gone, you know. They kept the ball rolling, of course. JP wasn't going to let this dream yeah, die, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, they kept doing their thing, you know what I mean? Coleon started blowing up, you know what I mean? Black was doing his thing, holding us down, you know. And and they was doing, you know, a lot of shows and shit different everywhere, different places like Seattle. They went to New York, you know. They were just, you know, traveling outside of the region finally. Yeah. You know, I missed out on all that shit because I got locked up. So, you know, when I get out, you know what I'm saying, I, of course, dove right into the street life. Right um, back you know into it. Right back into it, probably more than ever, you know. And uh, Did you become a brother when you went to go make that move already? Yeah, I was already a brother. Yeah? yeah I was already a brother when I did that. Um, so, fuck, you know, when I, when I got out the joint, I you know, hopped right back into it. And this time it was like wilder than ever you know what i'm saying because i was a little bit older and now i just you know had really a little prison life you should now you felt a little different straight out the joint yeah, and i was yeah. just like man fuck it you know what i'm saying we wilding so i you know was wilding out and shit like that man you know i was only out a year then i caught a case a bit my big case that i caught you know what i'm saying so you know it was it was a murder case and um you know some shit was popping off in the hood one day you know what i mean and i was like fuck it let's ride you know what i mean and uh when that shit happened, you know, as crazy as it sounds, somebody died that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it, that's when shit really hit the fan. Because a little homie came to my crib one day and was like, yo, there's some motherfuckers in the hood. They just tried to beat me up. They tried to jump me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, well, shit, let's go. I was already, you know, drinking that day. You know what I'm saying? Mine and, wasn't right. Yeah, and the little homie, he wasn't even in no gang or nothing like that, you know, at the time, you know? So, so that, that shit pissed you off even more. Yeah, it pissed he, me off yeah. even more because I was like, Now you got man, these motherfuckers fucking with Yeah, little shorty in the hood, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he wasn't bothering nobody, bro. But at the same time, this shit was, it, the story turned out to be crazy as hell because when I left out the crib with him, you know, he runs through the alley, snatches something up, up out of, underneath the garbage can. And uh, we go out, try to find him. We find him. You know what I'm saying? They start talking shit. Shorty start busting. You know what I'm saying? And uh, somebody died. And once the dudes that we was busting at, like, dude died, of course, the police was going to come. Everybody going to stay there. The dudes that was with him identified Shorty that I was with. You know what I'm saying? And when the police was like, okay, well, they went to go get him, snatched him up. He told the police that it was me. And that I made him come with me to oh. go to go do it. No you know shit. what I'm saying? So the police was like, what's going on, man? You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, I ain't got shit to say. I ain't got nothing to say. Take me back to my cell because I ain't had no bond. I couldn't get bonded out on that one. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So take me back to my cell. I ain't got shit to say. So I went back to my cell. You know what I'm saying? It is, you know, and then I, I fought that case for a whole year. 
you know, and fighting that case, I started to get my state's discovery, you know, and um, through the state's discovery, I seen I had like 13 people making depositions against me. You know what I'm saying? Like five of them was from the hood. People that we know, they still out here. You know what I mean? Just like, like everything is all good. And, uh, you know, my lawyer was like, look, man, you know, if you tell them what really happened, you won't go to jail for the rest of your life because they really trying to get you on this. You know, and I was just like, I'm, I'm not cooperating, bro. This ain't that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep my fucking mouth closed. It is what it is. It's just the code that I was raised by. Keep your mouth closed. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do. Keep your head up, you know? So uh, they ended up granting him immunity to build the case against me because I was already on parole from the case I just caught with that weed. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of made it worse. Made it worse. Because you're already in fucking... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, they see me in pictures throwing up gang signs and shit like that. You know what I mean? They started to use a lot of shit against me. So they granted him immunity to build the case against me. I kept my mouth closed. My lawyer was like, all right, well, you know, since they granted him immunity, something got to be easy on your part now. You know what I mean? Like, it's got to be easy on your part because one of these other charges can go away because they know he was there at the scene of the crime. Everybody, you know, in this crime... Is supposed to be charged with something, no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So they've. But just, even even with the, I'm sorry to cut you off. Even with the witnesses that they had there, mm-hmm. they still agreed with. Yeah, that it was you. They still they still wanted to build the case against me because one of the dudes did say, "Hey, it was shorty. It was the short dude busting, not the tall one." You know what I'm saying? So they was, you know, the police. They dirty. They dirty. If they want you, they gonna get you. You know what I'm saying? If the case can be easier, you know, towards towards getting somebody if it's easier for them to just get somebody else convicted or whatever you know however they want to do it you know criminal criminal justice system out here is fucked, fucked up. up you know what i'm saying because they don't necessarily care who's guilty or not somebody going to jail and whoever looks the worst on paper that's who they want that's they want who they the gonna street. go for because it was easier for them to paint that picture of about you. me yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying to the jury if it ever went to trial well my lawyer was like look if you go to trial you're going away forever I said, well, go, uh, go get a plea then. He was like, well, if I get a plea, you got to plead guilty to this crime. He was like, now, being that it was like in the heat of a moment crime, it wasn't premeditated or nothing like that, we can get the murder dropped to a voluntary manslaughter. You know what I'm saying? So they got it dropped to a voluntary manslaughter, tried to bring me 50 years. I was like, nah, I'm good. Fuck that. I might as well, you know what I'm saying, Play take this bitch now. to trial. You know what I'm saying? So um he was like all right well fuck it you know i let him know we're gonna go to trial so they came back with another pre plea um it was 30 suspend 5 25 do 12 and a half in prison you know what i'm saying and i was like fuck that that don't sound too bad you know being that i was involved in something so serious bro look come out you didn't think like motherfucker they just came back with another plea deal you don't think they would have came back with another one Sometimes I think about that. I do think about that. If if they bit on the first one and not just go straight to trial, bro, yeah. like, wait, hold on, nigga, nah, that's still too much. You know what I'm saying? But you, you. I, and you know what? It was it was crazy. But at the time, my lawyer was like, "Look, man, you can get out in under ten years." And he just told you, you, on you was involved in something. You know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. And uh, you know, at that time, bro, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. The conditions in Lake County Jail was fucked up so bad. I was just ready to get out of the county and go somewhere else other than there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that that played a part on it too, you know what I'm saying? Being in this county jail for a whole year straight, 
it changes people, you know, mentally, physically, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. spiritually and emotionally, you know, it changes people. Um, and I was just ready, dog. I was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know I'm going to take responsibility for the situation I put myself in. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Dude snitching. I'm not mm. gonna say shit. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no cooperation with this. Yeah. And you know what I mean? He brought me that he brought me that plea and I signed it. You know, and went to the joint, started doing my time. And uh the whole time outfit was out there, you know, doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? And then Coley got locked up. I ended up locked up with Coley. Coley on. Yeah, we was in Westville together for a couple years. And uh we would kick it in there. Just be rapping and shit like that, man. He had just dropped gangster poetry, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh when he dropped that shit, we was in the joint. Together. How long was Coley in there with you? Ah oh, man, I think it was like two and a half, maybe three years. No Cause shit. Cause then I, I ended up going to another joint. Cause uh, man, I got into some crazy shit, man. I ended up fucking a motherfucker up, beating his ass, man, and I beat him up pretty bad. So you know they they sent me to maximum security in Wabash, and uh, you know I, that that shit happened, and then. You know, it was kind of it, it was kind of crazy because the whole time, you know, I was locked up in the beginning. I was young, wild, acting a damn fool, you know, running around, you know, living that life. And as I started to go through things while I was locked up, you know, like going to college, you know, I was going to college at Westville for a little bit. And uh, but I, I got into that shit. So I got kicked out, sent to the to the shoe and shit. And then. um, Once I got out from there. I decided I was like, man, I, I ain't got no more time to be giving back to these motherfuckers. I'm supposed to be getting out of here within 10 years. Go home to my family. Go home to my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I started to chill out a little bit. And then I got back into college. And I ended up graduating college after a couple of years. Um, got an associate's degree in human interaction. And uh, while I was going to college at Westville, that was Purdue. So I got certified in organizational leadership and supervision while I was going to college out there. So I ended up, you know, graduating college, hitting up some more programs that they have in the joint, you know what I'm saying, to get time cuts. Because you finish a program, like college, you, you get a year off your sentence. You know, if you get an associate's degree, they take one year off your sentence. Oh, shit. So there was other programs where you had to take six months off, you know, get your GED, get six months off, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. So I did my GED. This self-improvement, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I went to them programs and shit like that, man, just started getting my time knocked off, you know, and in the meantime, you know, going through a spiritual transformation within myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Growing, maturing, becoming a man. You know, I was still young in the joint. Started you know understanding I mean? life. Yeah. So, you know, ever since, you know, a young age, I was caught up in the system, you know what I'm saying? Never really got a chance to see, you know, how life really is as an adult. Or what it could be. Or what it could be, you know, as an adult, you know what I mean? So, you know, I kind of like grew up in the joint. So when I was going through them transformations and shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, it was a big, big shift. Because I, I didn't have contact with nobody on the outside. You know what I'm saying? I, I barely talked to my family. You know, I ain't talked to none of the homies no more that I grew up with or nothing like that. The outfit... I wasn't writing them or nothing like that. They was doing their thing. You know what I mean? So it's like out of sight, out of mind. When you go to prison, you got to stay. And you got some time like that, you got you to gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? Create it. Create a bubble around you so none of the outside influence can come in and make your time harder on yourself. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So I put myself in a bubble, basically. And uh, did what I had to do, man. You know what I mean? Just started practicing a lot of different things spiritually. You know what I'm saying? Going to church, you know, Christian. Practicing Islam. Practicing Buddhism. Taoism, just trying to get all of these good things, yeah. you know, because it was a point in time where I realized the shit that I was doing growing up, you know what I mean? It was, um, it was detrimental to what got, you know what I mean? Like 
it's bad for me. And that's what got me to that point to where I'm end up, you know, in the streets acting a damn fool. So I had to learn how to just lose myself and everything I was taught growing up, you know, running through the hood, all the bad things that I was taught growing up, even from my uncles, aunts, mom, you know, brothers, everybody. I had to lose all of that shit and understand that it was time to build myself up from the ground up, build a foundation. You know what I'm saying? And at that point in time, man, you know, I was a dad and I was like, man, I know how I felt to be without a dad. Yeah, and, me too. And, and I didn't want that for my kids. But yet I still put myself in a position to get taken away from most of their life. And that's what hurt me the most. So what I did was give myself the motivation. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a father before anything. So, you know, being that was my main thought in my, in my heart. Like, man, I got to be, I'm somebody's dad, bro. I got to be right. You know what I'm saying? I got to get myself together, bro. I can't do this dumb shit what I was doing before. So, you know, I built myself, you know, I built myself up from that foundation of being a father. I got to go home and be the best dad that I can be and provide for them and do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, once I started building from that foundation, a lot of things started happening for me. You know, I started to, it was weird. It was like a spiritual shift, bro. A lot of people probably wouldn't understand this, but I started to, you had an epiphany I started to feel vibes from people. You know what I'm saying? I started to feel certain situations yeah, that was chills. around me, bro. And the last time I was with 90, we was talking about some shit like that. We both got chills. You know what I'm saying? And and this is where it happened for me. Like, I, it was like, it was crazy. It's hard to explain. But at the same time, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't even understand it if I did explain it to them. Yeah, you know that's what I'm like saying? Me, but somebody bro, like, like you, about, I can speak to you yeah, about yeah, this yeah. because I know you, you know. Understand it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I started, you know, to feel vibes and I just felt things around me differently, bro. And I realized at that point in time, this whole time. Yeah, you had a purpose. That, that it was something there about me. You know what I'm saying? And I knew my father was with me that whole time, protecting me, because it was never worst-case scenario in my life. You know what I mean? I could have caught a fed case getting caught with all that weed. I could have got locked up on the RICO Act, you know, doing some dumb shit in the hood. Yeah. Forever, forever. Or I could have ended up dead, especially all the situations that I was in at that, you know, at a um, young yeah, age, you know, exchanging gunfire, acting yeah. a damn fool. You know what I'm saying? I could have been dead. But it was never worst case scenario, you know what I'm saying? So I knew I had somebody protecting me that was always with me, helping me through this path. And once I started realizing more and more things, I realized how important I am, you know, not only to myself, but to my family as well. Yeah. And my loved ones and the people that I come across every single day. I helped change so many different lives while I was in prison after I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Like I started tutoring people that had learning disabilities, helping them get their GED. I started doing motivational speaking, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, still involved in the prison politics and shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a king, yeah, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, either, you know, I wasn't going to get off count, you know what I'm saying? Because, nigga, I didn't sacrifice my whole fucking life for this shit, you know what I'm saying? And so I stood, you know, kept up with that at the same time, you know what I mean? But bringing a positive element to the brothers that was around me in there trying to Help them stay peaceful. Elevate their mind. And help them fucking get educated. You know what I'm saying? And help bring them up. And if you speak to any of them that I was locked up with to this day, they're going to tell you, man, they love me. You know what I'm saying? Because I helped these dudes, you know, get out of a clouded perspective of life. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, you know, at the same time, still hold themselves high of who they are and what they represent, you know? And, um, man, and, and, and I brought that home with me. How much time did you get knocked off 
I got, doing all them, uh, I got two years knocked off. I was supposed to get four years knocked off because you get a maximum of four years you can oh. get knocked off. Well, I got two years knocked off because I, you know, I was in that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I ended up beating dude up. I was still, you know, always catching fucking write-ups and shit. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't stay in a program to save my fucking life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I finally, you know, that shift happened, it was it, it's crazy because I was at Westville when I was wilding. They moved me from Westville to maximum security. And in between that ride from Westville to that maximum security, I think is where it hit me. I'm like, fuck. If I keep acting. If I, if I keep wilding out, man, I got to shake these demons. Because, I, I mean, that's the only really expo- real explanation yeah, that yeah, I yeah. had for why I was doing the shit that I was doing when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? I was caught up. I had some demons, you know, and I had to, had to shake them. And I realized that. And I did that. So, you know, I started going through my time, you know what I'm saying, doing what I got to do. Well, my ex-wife that I was with before, you know, when I got locked up, she she split. I had a lot of time. She cut out. Knew it was going to happen. It is what it is. Well, there was another girl that I grew up with. I was like 17. She was 15 when we first met. I used to go to school with her sister. And uh, she was like one of my best friends, bro. You know what I mean? My best friend. We used to just uh, kick how, it, how, smoke weed, chill, yeah, drink yeah. together and just kick it, listen to music. You know, that was our passion. And um, we were just friends. You know what I'm saying? Well, she found me while I was locked up. And when she found me, she started writing me because she was hollering at my cousin Angela. See, my cousin Angela at a bar. And Ange was the only one that really had my information because she was, like, one of the only ones that I kept up with. You know what I mean? Her and my brother Dave. And um, she gave her my info. We started writing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, this is my nigga. You know what I'm saying? After all these years, I'm yeah, locked yeah, up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to show her me now. You know what I'm saying? Because I was proud of that, bro. I was proud of where I got myself to. I was proud that I got my mentality changed. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so we started writing and shit like that, man. You know, one thing after another, she always, you know, she came to see me every two weeks, visited me all the time, put money on my books, took care of me. I never wanted for nothing after I got up with her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she held me down and she kept it real. You know what I'm saying? Brought my kids to see me after me not seeing my kids for four and a half, five years. Brought them to come see me. You know what I'm saying? So, man, it was like, okay, now these blessings are starting to fall into my lap. And the first most beautiful blessing that I've ever been blessed with was the first one to come along was her. You know what I'm saying? So after that, you know what I'm saying? Like getting visited every two weeks, seeing my kids all the time, her taking care of me, it gave me more of a motivation to do better because look what I can come home to. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of You already love. got a home. Yeah, it's already there. And you didn't even have to try. It just, it just, it just showed it just, up. Man, it just showed up. It just showed up out of nowhere. And, then, and that's how I knew this this transformation I was taking on. That was so a it sign, was, dog. It was something big. Can you imagine if you ignored it? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just, it, I, hate, I, I wouldn't even want to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd mean, probably could, still it, be in that motherfucker. It could have been, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be. That's, that was the trigger that you needed. Yeah. When you were just already making that cra- transition, on that ride when they're putting you in that 24-hour fucking lockdown. Damn, that's crazy. That's blessings, though, bro. That's, yeah. that's That goes in between what I tell you. People come in your life for a reason, bro. You got to figure out why. Everything is for a reason. You know what I mean? And once, you know, I got my eyes open to a lot of things, uh, I started I started to move accordingly. You know what I'm saying? I met some guys in there, man. That, when they moved you, how much time you had left after you moved you? After, shit, I still had... Eight years left or something like that. Seven years left. After they moved you? After you after were they moved me from Westville, yeah. Oh, I still shit. had seven years left on my time. You know what I'm saying? Because I was at Westville for like three and a half years. Three years. So, um, you know, she held me down. So when it was time for me to get out, you know what I'm saying? You know, we together now. 
<laughs> so we together now. You can't get rid of me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I ain't going nowhere. After we fell in love, you know, it's through, through the communication and everything like that without the physical distraction. Basically, you probably opened up everything to her and yeah. told her everything. And Hell yeah. I let her know. She knows who I truly am before and after. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's why I think she loves me that much more because she's seen my elevation and my growth. You know, so I, I, you know, I hopped out. You know what I'm saying? When I popped out, the first person to come see me was JP. JP was like, what's up, little bro? You know what I'm saying? Brought me some clothes, shit that I needed because I was in a fucking, what was it, a halfway house or something yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I was, I was in, in that joint City? across the street. No, in EC. Oh, okay. It was uh, work release. Oh, work release. Work release. I was in work release. So, you know, he came, hooked me up, was like, man, welcome back, bro. We ready. Let's do it. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's time. You know what I'm saying? So I got to talking to him and he's seen the new me as well. And he was like, damn, bro, you changed, Change. man. I'm fucking proud of you. You know what I'm saying? You did good. So I'm like, man, let's get it, bro. We back. You know what I'm saying? I'm back. This is life, you know? And through that message and everything like that, of me you know, going to prison, changing, becoming somebody completely different, you know, hitting the streets. I'm like, Yo, I'm about to I'm about to spit about this shit. You know what I'm saying? I got I got, I got probably some of the most powerful content that I could be rapping about that I relate to that's happened to me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of the songs that I've been doing, you know, since I've been home have all a lot of them been positive and uplifting. Yeah. Uh stories about resilience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you did the video for me resilience. It explained a lot in that song. That was a cool ass it was, it was nice, man. It was a good song too. It, it was a dope experience. And to have your son there too, that like play your role. Yeah, you know my cool. son's and fifteen black, now. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and the thing is, he looks just like me when I was that age. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I knew you at a real, a real young age, like sixth grade or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was young. I was younger than you. Like, what are you? Thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah, I just turned thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I met you when we was younger. You. You was a fast motherfucker running up and side, down the alley the on the side. south side. Yeah. yeah. It's when I lived on the south side. Yeah. And this, dude, we used to race your motherfucking ass in you the alley. Cool nobody cousin, ever you were cool with my cousin Bogey. Yeah. Yeah. I was cool with Bogey. Y'all niggas used to hoop. Yeah. All y'all niggas used to hoop in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh. So after that transition of her, like, y'all getting together, y'all got married right when you got out? Or? You know what? Before the first day, you know what I'm saying? When I come to the crib, she had, she had, she has a beautiful home. You know what I'm saying? Set up for me and everything, man. Fucking five bedrooms, fucking jacuzzi tub, three bathrooms, three car garage. You know what I'm saying? A beautiful area. You know what I'm saying? It was it was dope. So the moment we stepped into the house, I told myself I didn't want to be in this house living with her without her, at least uh, without us being engaged. You know, to show this woman the highest, utmost respect I can towards her and her values yeah. and her traditions that she knows in life. So I, I knew, you know, a while back that that was going to be my lifetime partner, bro. I knew it. It's going to be my lifetime partner for the rest of my life because we click in so many different ways. We complement each other in so many different ways. So, you know, I got on my knee and, and I asked her to marry me the moment we stepped into the crib before, you know what I'm saying, my first time into that house. You know, of course, she said, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, the rest from there, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's history, you know what I'm saying? We ended up getting married on her birthday. Um, a couple of days before my daughter was born, because I think, you know, the first time when I come home that day, I asked her to marry me the day she got pregnant. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Straight <laughs> love making that yeah. whole day. Yeah, <laughs> it was going down, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was, I was down 10 and a half years straight. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't have that, that physical interaction with a woman, you uh, know what I'm saying? Time, yeah, yeah. And, and, and as a man, you're going to crave that 
at all times. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Especially going through my 20s. Young motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, she got the business. <laughs> Man, she got pregnant while, while I was at it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that shit was potent like a motherfucker, too. Yeah, you know it's just super sperm, boy. So, you know what I'm saying? We ended up, you know, getting married. And living our life, man. And you know, I, I got I ended up getting a good job. I got blessed. You know what I'm saying? Got into a career um as an insulator, removing asbestos and then getting into an apprenticeship. You know what I'm saying? I had something very solid for myself, making good money. And I was just smart with all that money. You know, I started making investments. Yeah. And now, you know, my wife owns a nutrition shop, you know, in Griffith. 1947, West 45th Street in Griffith, Indiana. It's Go called, support. It's called Treasure Island Nutrition. She owns a nutrition shop now you know she's her own boss you know what i'm saying so while me working making this good money you know what i'm saying still doing this music in a positive light doing what i gotta do tattoos tattoos you know what i'm saying doing all of these things you know just making this money come legit you know what i'm saying better than ever you know i started making some good decisions with with the money that i was getting you know what i'm saying so we got that our own business and everything like that and now i found a spot in my life to where i can move on from that career and become my own boss you know, um, that's where I'm working towards right now. Yeah, most definitely. You got to get it because I mean, I, I believe my brain is smarter than and stronger than my back, you know, and I could use my mind and my heart for something greater than yeah, just yeah. just punching in, doing a nine to five every day, the same old shit to make somebody else some money. You know what I big mean? Facts, big facts. So, you know, I, I'm. I'm I'm about to open my own business. So what's up? Another uh, one. It's gonna be a tattoo shop. <laughs> yeah. So you know I'm I'm gonna get that popping off, and you know in the meantime I'm still following music. Music is my passion. So everything that I'm putting in this music, it's it's reflecting the story that I've been through. You know, and if it changes one person, I'm cool with that. You know, if it, if it reaches millions and only changes one, I'm cool with that. If it, if it reaches five people and yeah, it changes yeah. one, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's all. That's all. You do it for an art. That's yep. it. It's, and, and you just do it for you. It's period. my passion because I'm not gonna give up. I'm not and gonna then, let that dream die. And then your kids get to hear it, and they get, then they get to understand more about what pops come from. Yeah, and why most, pop is the way he is. My son tells me he loves my music because that's what shows him me more than anything. Yeah, I could be with you ten hours throughout the day, but I hear one of your songs and I feel like I know you that much deeper. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that's, a, that's more influence to keep keep going. You know what dope. I'm saying? What I'm doing. I'm not going to give up. You know, I'm going to keep doing this music shit. You know what I'm saying? I got something dropping October 5th called Back Alive. I got T. Clark, an untouchable one on it. My brother Black. I'm still making music with Black after all these years. Outfit's still popping off. Explain a little bit about that track, though, that's coming down. Uh, this, this Back Alive is basically, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm back alive. You feel me? Like, I was, I was dead before. Like, lost with them demons in my mind. And now we, I'm back alive, but we put a rap and hip hop type vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? We back alive in this motherfucker. So, you know, on my verse, you know, I explain, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling resurrected. My paradigm got a new perspective. My sacrifice, fill it through the message. Well, everybody talking about who the best is. I work. Studio been my church. I birthed. All them niggas do their research. Convert. I'll be the one to end up in the dirt. Keep the burner with the 30 double tapping when I burst. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. These are these lyrics that I'm spitting in it, you know what I'm saying? The show, then I'm back alive. We out this motherfucker, bro. We gonna Shit. do it. We got an outfit project in the works, you know what I'm saying? We just went to Hollywood, recorded some videos with Coley. Outfit was doing videos, yeah, I see music Nick, videos. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Brzezinski. Yeah, with Nick some, Brzezinski. Yeah, 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 Shout out Nikki. Yeah, shout out Nick Brzezinski. That's my nigga, man. Dude's cold with the shit, you know what I'm saying? So oh, he's been in the game for 15 years, yeah, though. Yeah, I think been, 20. Has it been 20? 20 seasons. Hey, bro, he's been doing it. 
He started off with like inline skating videos, bro. Yeah. I, I look back on all like his his history, his video recording. He was just some skater, fucking inline skater, bro. And he started making inline skater with his homies and shit, and that's it. Took off. Yeah. And, 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 and then he now he started to work with all the major artists out there. Oh, that's man. in the he's industry he right work, now. He don't work with he's all writing, major. Yeah, he's writing books and everything about the shit. He got you know photo saying? albums so, coming yeah. out and shit, too. Shout and, out Nikki B, B. Yeah, so these are the people we come in, you know, in contact, have, with. In contact with. That's in my pad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, creative artists such as yourself, when you recorded my video, that took me to a whole nother level. You know, just yeah. that experience in itself. You recording me at all these different scenes and doing these things that I'm doing. And it was cool because it was just like, oh, you took me back to the old neighborhood, bro. Yeah. Like we were at. Like, so, I ain't been there in a minute. Yeah. And it was just like, damn, this is like eerie as hell yeah. kind of feeling. Like, it was a little eerie. <laughs> it was a little eerie because everything, it looks yeah. different. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It looks different. different. You know, as a kid, you see colors more better than yeah. you do when you're an adult. When we came back to the hood, I was like, damn, why is it so gray out here? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, in a sense, it, it helped the yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because... It told the story. It told my story. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, a little bit of it. I still got, you know, I can go on this for, for hours. You know what I'm saying? The last interview I had was two hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. I try to, you know, learn to shorten it down, but at the same time still show the meaning and relevance in the story, you know, to get me to a point to where I can explain why I'm doing this music shit now and why my music is sounding the way that it sounds and why all of these things are happening because I'm trying to reach out. Yeah. and teach a positive message but at the same time i'm still from the hood i never deny that you know what i mean so we're gonna keep it g sometimes yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. i still do if i have to you know but i don't want to because i'm a father so i got to do what i got to do and take myself out them situations before i ever get put in them you know but uh yeah did we back to this music shit you know what so, i'm saying the outfit's back and popping stronger than ever so what's what's coming up for outfit and you guys man what's what, what what's the next move for y'all we working on an album right now you know what I'm saying? The name of it is still in the works, man. We got a couple of ideas, like the Mob Fathers, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. But, you know, I got we got our own record label now, Capital O Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. We all came together and formed our own record label. You know what I'm saying? So we got an LLC and all of that stuff with us. Everything is legit. You know, all the paperwork is filed. Everything indie, is indie, good indie, to go. You know what I'm saying? Artists. We independent. You feel me? And we're going to build this shit from the ground up. So we working on, you know, that album. Coley got his albums in the work. Black's been working on a lot of music as well. You know what I'm saying? I've been working on some solo shit as well. But at the same time, we still the work outfit. on that group shit too. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So we hitting them from all different angles, giving everybody a big glimpse into what we doing again. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so I got my shit coming soon. You What's know, up with I'm, I'm Chill getting on, on some tracks? Chill gonna chill, get on? Chill, I got Chill on a track. Do you? I got Chill on a couple tracks. Yeah, Chill's still dope. doing his thing. You know, <laughs> he's hard to get a hold of because he works, man. Yeah, he's yeah, a hardworking yeah. man, single father. He works hard at doing what he got to do, you know, so he really don't have a lot of time, time, you know, to stop through. But when he does, he spits it. He's on there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's good to hear. So, you know, of course, Chill's on it. Me, Black, Coley, and Chill. And we got T-Maids. We got a lot of different artists that's come into the circle now. My little cousin, nobody two one nine. Um, we got T Maze, we got Low G. Low G been family the whole time anyway. You know what I'm saying? So he outfit. We got my little brother spitting. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. And you That's know dope. we just got a lot of young talent as well. You know what I'm saying? So we can hit it from every angle on the ass out here right now. So yeah, I got. I'm working on an EP right now. Um, about to be dropping. Uh, I got a couple more songs to finish recording and get mastered, and it'll be done. And then after that, I'm going to, you know, do a collaboration album with Villain Radio. And that's my guy, Rob Ville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a collaboration project with him. 
it's gonna be a villain radio old mob outfit collaboration type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um and you know, um in in the meantime, you know what I'm saying, I'm still working. And my I'm I'm writing to that album as we speak. You know nice. Um yeah, so it's you know, it's popping off. The next single will be dropping October fifth. So uh make sure y'all go to Capital O Entertainment on YouTube and subscribe. And uh Subscribe to the to the YouTube station. You know what I'm saying? Look up Outfit with yeah, two T's, O U T F I T T. Look it up on any major streaming platform, and we on there. You know what I'm saying? So we just gonna keep the music dropping. We are gonna keep pushing this movement forward, and see where it takes us. So you know, if y'all wanna follow me on Facebook, it's O Mob Fades on Facebook, or you can find me on Instagram Outfit underscore O Mob. Always spell Outfit with two T's. Um. Yeah, that's that's it right there. You feel hey. me? So hey, appreciation, bro. Man, I appreciate you having me. Thanks bro. for coming on, yeah, fucking no Cushion Coffee Podcast, bro. Appreciate you, hey, much yeah. love, man. Outfit in the building, man. My hey. man, old mom, check it out. Thanks. Born again, coming out. Stay tuned, man. Appreciate y'all. Hell yeah. Peace and love, man. We're gonna take it out. It's your boy Jay Bannon. Just want to give love, man. Appreciation to my man that just came through. My man, if it wasn't for niggas like you, bro. Your man wouldn't be shining right now. You know what man, I'm saying? I appreciate you, shit. If it wasn't for you showing that video, love, boy. Oh, uh, you know what it is, man. We're we gonna let back and forth. We're gonna let you hear a little bit of his new track, man. So stay tuned. And our bodies return to the elements of the earth and to the resurrection. This is the resurrection. Yeah. I'm back alive, motherfucker. I kill them all with no disguise, yeah. Look me in my eyes, yeah. I'm back alive, yeah. I'm back alive, yeah. I'm back alive, yeah. I'm with the guys, yeah. Don't switch your sides, yeah. I'm with the guys, yeah. Don't switch your sides, yeah. I take my own advice, yeah. This shit is mine, yeah. Get with the times, yeah. Don't switch your sides, yeah. Don't be on my line, yeah. Them dollar signs, yeah. I'm back alive. Feeling resurrected, my paradigm got a new perspective. My sacrifice, feel it through the message. Well, everybody talking about who the best is. I work studio, been my church. I birth all you niggas do your research, convert. I'll be the one to end up in the dirt, get the burner with the 30 double tapping when I burst. I bang, put them on a plate, cut them with a steak knife. Niggas out here really overrated. Ain't a hater, but nobody gonna say it, so I put it on the plate.